This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Coming up on 5-Minute News. Split High Court throws out Louisiana abortion clinic limit. Militants attack Karachi Stock Exchange, killing three. And US to join Summit on Global Green Recovery. It's Tuesday, June 30. I'm Anthony Davis. A divided Supreme Court on Monday struck down a Louisiana law regulating abortion clinics, reasserting a commitment to abortion rights over fierce opposition from dissenting conservative justices in the first big abortion case of the Trump era. Chief Justice John Roberts and his four more liberal colleagues ruled that a law that requires doctors who perform abortions must have admitting privileges at nearby hospitals violates abortion rights the court first announced in the landmark Roe v. Wade decision in 1973. The outcome is far from the last word on the decades-long fight over abortion, with dozens of state-imposed restrictions winding their way through the courts. But the decision was a surprising defeat for abortion opponents, who thought that a new conservative majority, with two of Donald Trump's appointees on board, would start chipping away at abortion access. The key vote belongs to Roberts, who had always voted against abortion rights before, including a 2016 case in which the court struck down a Texas law that was virtually identical to the one in Louisiana. The Chief Justice explained that he continues to think the Texas case was wrongly decided, but believes it's important for the court to stand by its prior decisions. The case was the third in two weeks in which Roberts, a George W. Bush appointee, joined the court's liberals in the majority. Nancy Northup, president and CEO of the Centre for Reproductive Rights, said Monday's decision by no means ends the struggle over abortion rights in legislatures and the courts. We're relieved that the Louisiana law has been blocked, but we're concerned about tomorrow. With this win, the clinics in Louisiana can stay open to serve the one million women of reproductive age in the state. But the court's decision could embolden states to pass even more restrictive laws when clarity is needed if abortion rights are to be protected, Northup said. Militants attacked the stock exchange in the Pakistani city of Karachi yesterday, killing at least three people two guards and a policeman. Special police forces deployed to the scene of the attack and in a swift operation secured the building, killing all four gunmen. A third security guard was reported to be in a critical condition following the assault. There were no reports of any wounded among the brokers and employees inside the exchange and a separatist militant group from a neighbouring province later claimed responsibility for the attack. 
The attackers were armed with grenades and automatic rifles, police said. They launched the attack by opening fire at the entrance gate of the Pakistan Stock Exchange in the southern port city, the country's financial centre. Heavily armed special forces quickly surrounded the building located in the heart of Karachi's financial district, where the Pakistan State Bank is located, as well as the headquarters of several national and international financial institutions. Rizwan Ahmed, a police official at the scene, said that after opening fire, the gunman entered the stock exchange grounds. He said that after the attack was over, food supplies were found on the bodies of the gunman, indicating they may have planned a long siege, which police quickly thwarted. Later, the Baluchistan Liberation Army claimed responsibility for the attack. The group had been waging an insurgency for years, demanding independence for Pakistan's gas-rich southwestern Baluchistan province, where Karachi is the provincial capital. India and Pakistan routinely exchange allegations of using militant groups to attack the other country. The two nuclear-armed neighbours have fought three wars, two of them over the disputed Himalayan mountain region of Kashmir, which is divided by the two but coveted by both in its entirety. The Arabian seaport is part of China's multi-billion dollar one-road project linking South and Central Asia to China. The militant group had opposed the one-road project, including a highway connecting the port to the Chinese border. The US is to join with other major powers, including China, India and the EU, in formulating plans for a global green recovery from the coronavirus crisis in the only major international summit on the climate emergency this year. The idea of a green recovery to prevent a dangerous rebound in greenhouse gas emissions to above pre-COVID-19 levels has been gathering steam, but few governments have yet committed to plans. If they fail to do so in the next few months, the economic recovery from the COVID-19 crisis risks locking in high carbon emissions that would lead to a climate catastrophe. Next week, the International Energy Agency will host an online summit for the world's biggest economies, as well as developing countries, covering 80% of global emissions. It aims to set out plans for boosting renewable energy, energy efficiency and other emissions-cutting projects that would generate tens of millions of shovel-ready green jobs around the world to replace those lost in the pandemic. US participation is crucial because the White House is pulling out of the Paris Climate Accord, with effect from 4th of November, the day after the presidential election. You can subscribe to 5-Minute News with your preferred podcast app, ask your smart speaker, or enable 5-Minute News as your Amazon Alexa flash briefing skill. Please leave a review on iTunes Podcasts or Amazon. 5-Minute News is an independent production covering politics, inequality, health, and climate. Delivering unbiased, verified, and truthful world news daily. I'm Ken Harbaugh, host of Burn the Boats from Evergreen Podcasts. I interview political leaders and influencers, folks like award-winning journalist Soledad O'Brien and conservative columnist Bill Kristol about the choices they confront when failure is not an option. I won't agree with everyone I talk to. 
but I respect anyone who believes in something enough to risk everything for it. Because history belongs to those willing to burn the boats. Episodes are out every other week wherever you get your podcasts.